Father God, we again thank you for uh, this this morning where we can get together and um, reflect on your word. Holy Spirit, we ask for your continued wisdom and guidance and counsel um, throughout our day, Lord. And we just ask that as we go to your word, that it would be with open heart and um, uh, just, um, again, uh, feeling your presence uh, upon us. It's in Christ's name we pray. Amen. Okay, uh, Psalm 1. So uh, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do a little bit of an introduction, and then I'll, I'll, read the, uh, I'll read the psalm, and then we'll go uh, through the text. Okay. Um, I'm going to start now. Go ahead, Pastor Paul. Make good choices. This has been one of the main themes in our household for the past 15 plus years. My wife and I, my wife would emphasize this to our kids before they headed off to wherever they were going. I think this statement was her way of saying to our kids, don't get in trouble and stay away from bad kids. The next comment that I would often hear after this is remember, you have to deal with the consequences of making those choices or decisions. As life progresses, every so much for all of us, it was incumbent upon our kids or us to make those good choices. And making good choices is unique in that it is active and part of the daily drumbeat called life. We come upon decisions every day and we have to make choices whether they're easy or hard to make. To me, make good choices was different than some of the other common phrases Katie would also say to our kids like, God loves you, have a great day. Making a good choice is not just head knowledge, there are consequences. I'm sorry, I just hit page down instead of arrow down. Of course, we always want our kids to be prepared. We want them to make good decisions rather than bad decisions. And we wanted them to know that different outcomes, some that are good and some that are bad will occur as they make those decisions. But then we often think, what is good? What is I think the meaning of what is good and bad are pretty much arbitrary until you put a point of reference into it. My child might say to me, dad, I got a perfect score on my test today. And we would think that it is good. But if you add, I found the test on the teacher's desk and took a picture of it beforehand, then it might not be so good. This is a fictional example, by the way. I want to read uh, Psalm 1 uh, as it reads in the NIV translation. Blessed is the one who does not walk in step with the wicked, or step, stand in the way that sinners take, or sit in the company of mockers, but whose delight is in the law of the Lord, and who meditates on, 
on his law day and night. That person is like a tree planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in, in season, and whose leaf does not wither, whatever they do prospers. Not so the wicked, they are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. For the Lord watches over the way of the righteous, but the way of the wicked leads to destruction. Psalm 1 has been impactful for me in my life for various reasons. One of the reasons is that this is the first psalm. Whenever there's a suggestion to read or do meditations on the book of Psalms, logically, Psalm 1 seems to be the first psalm that we read. And I think there is a reason that this is the first psalm. For me, it sets the tone for the entire book of Psalms. It captures the essence of making good choices in life. It shows us clearly what good choices look like, not comparatively with worldly perspectives, but using God's standards for prosperity in our lives. And it shows us clear, clearly how we are to discern and understand what is considered truly God, good, good in life through constant meditation of word of God, or what I consider to be daily worship. Psalm 1 draws us towards God's word. For me, this psalm is simply broken down into three parts, the blessed, the wicked, and the consequences. Blessed is the man that chooses to follow God. The person is blessed when he avoids certain particulars that are not from God. The way I read this starting text is how blessed already is the man who chooses to follow God. It is already in the present and something that does not need to be looked forward to. The blessed man displays three characteristics. He does not walk in step or counsel of the wicked. He does not stand in the way, take the path that sinners take. He does not sit in the seat of scoffers. He does not live according to the worldly principles that are defined by the wicked. So who are the wicked? The wicked to me are those that stray or turn away from God. It is accepting bad counsel. This reminds me of how Adam and Eve were deceived when they listened to the serpent rather than adhering to God's word. They listened instead to the words of the serpent and ate the fruit from the tree of knowledge of good and evil. In the absence of God's word comes ungodliness or evil and thus, thus wickedness. He does not actively participate in sin. Sinners conduct themselves not in the way God had intended or purposed for them. They are disobeying and going against the will of God. He does not sit in the seat of scoffers. Scoffers despise and mock at the things of God. This is accepting the attitude of those who mock the children of God. Something significant about verse 1 shows us that sin is progressive, where one evil inclination or act leads to another. 
First, there is listening and believing in bad counsel. Then there is acting on the bad counsel and doing sinful deeds. And then this leads to our hearts hardening, where we start mocking and scoffing, which leads to a life of death when God's word is void. Instead, the blessed man, he delights in the law of the Lord, and he meditates on his law day and night. He is devoted to God's word. I think it's important to note that this is not just following the law in a legalistic way. Rather, it is knowing God's heart and following his instructions. He knows that God is for him and that God wants to help him, help, help him in every way. The key words in this text to me are delights and meditates, which means that he is in love with God and he's looking towards God with full attention daily. He is living in accordance to God's word. That person is like a tree firmly planted by the streams of water, which yields its fruit in its season, and his leaf does not wither. This is the result of living in God's word. He is unwavering, focused, and productive. His roots are firmly planted and has access to an abundant water source, which is the word of God. I think this is also how we need to be when seeking God's word and wisdom. Firmly planted means that we are dug in deep with a strong foundation. We have access to God's word to allow abundant spiritual growth with consistent service and production. In whatever he does, he prospers. prospers. His prosperity increases. This is the text that a lot of people focus on in this psalm. But rather than just prosperity of material success, I believe this points more towards the person's spiritual prosperity. Spiritual prosperity comes when we become more dependent on, upon God's word. No matter how our material circumstances may turn out, our faith in God provides us continued prosperity in all circumstances whether rich or poor. Not so the wicked. They are like chaff that the wind blows away. Therefore, the wicked will not stand in the judgment, nor sinners in the assembly of the righteous. To get a kernel of grain, one has to remove the outer shell of chaff. The grain is tossed up into the air, and the chaff is carried away by the wind while the grain falls back to the ground, to the basket. Chaff rep represents the life of those whose beliefs drifts along with, those, with the wind with little or no direction. They have little to steady themselves and are, taught, are not rooted to the word of God, drifting from one belief to another. Go, they go along with whatever they think makes them happy but soon find disappointment and become lost. This verse is a warning for, many, for any of us who are not rooted with the word of God. I do not believe this is only referring to those who reject God. I think all of us have at one point in our lives been lacking direction because we have failed to spend time meditating and learning the word of God for ourselves. 
knowing what is right and wrong are found in God's word. His word does not change. And that is the reason we need to always go to God's word when someone brings any new ideas or revelations. Again, as the antithesis of the blessed, the wicked will be lost. The wicked or ungodly man will perish while the blessed become fruitful. While the blessed continue to thrive, the ungodly will become lost and eternal life does not wait for them. In summary, for me, Psalm 1 is a constant reminder from our Father in heaven telling us to make good choices. The contrast between the blessed man and the wicked man is very apparent. Psalm 1 compels us to make good choices. He does that by explicitly telling us how we need to discern what is good and what is bad. As children of God, the source, source of truth comes from God's laws. For today's context, it comes directly from the word of God, our Lord Jesus Christ. And the Holy Spirit enables us to discern what is good. And how do we approach the word of God? We do it like the way we're doing now. We do it daily as a beneficial part of our lives, like the life-giving air that we breathe. We, we go to his word. We do it with delight because we know that it is good for us. We meditate on his word. Mm. I, I'm sorry. Okay. I, I don't think... He intended it for us to just study his word. Instead, his word becomes a part of us and a part of our lives. Every time a decision is to be made, we need to go back and remember his word. We need the counselor to give counsel. and We need his wisdom to make good choices. Psalm 1 also shows me that it means what it means to be faithful. Although the leaves may fall in the winter, each season we look forward to the fruit that will yield. We know in our hearts and when we live with the word, all circumstances will be handled and God will give us the ultimate peace in knowing that we are in relationship with him. <laughs>